Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to another fun Phil Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S I D K I D 80. That's S I D K I D 80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. You want to know why? Because we said so. That's why. And also, so you can catch our other five live shows throughout the week. And also, you have to miss them. Miss them? You could go back to listen and watch them at, at your own leisure. So make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, find CSR on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, find Sports Zone Chicago. On all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You want to catch the audio version of our show, Second City Sports? You can you can you can subscribe to our podcast at War Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Just make sure you type this in your search engine box as you're ready. W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, at W-A-R-R on Anchor. That's on those podcast platforms. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. You have any definite opinions on any of our sports topics going to hit up on doing our two-hour extravaganza we call the Sports Talk Radio Show, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid, I'm giving Lakina full power to give you fools to bear lane beer boot. Bye-bye. I love when she says that. <laughs> Before we begin, we must remind you, good folks, one more time that Sports Zone Chicago can also be seen now on Roku TV. That's right. You can get up Chicago and get with the program. Sports Zone Chicago is now on Roku TV. Justin Fields likes Justin Fields likes it, and so should you. If you already have a Roku TV, make sure you tap on the sports section and download the Sports Zone Chicago app. For others that, that do, do not have a Roku TV, that's okay. You have a you have a streaming device, your iPad, iTouch, iPhone, your Chromebook, like yours truly, and or have a laptop. Just go to go to your app store, download the Roku TV app. You can access Sports Zone Chicago that way. So, Roku TV is your new home to access Sports Zone Chicago's programming, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year, live and on demand at your own leisure. 
Like, Hannah, let's kick off this Friday edition of Second City Sports by discussing the Chicago Bears. Of course, the Matt Eberflus era is underway. We'll see his first game as head coach of the Bears tomorrow. Even though it is, it is the preseason opener, it will take place tomorrow on the lakefront at Soldier Field against the Kansas City Chiefs at high noon. You, locally, you can watch that game on Fox 32. Nationally, you can watch that game on NFL Network. Lakina, we talked about it all offseason. We talked about it through the first couple of weeks of training camp. What will Matt Eberflus uh, do to kick off this new era of Chicago Bears football? What's his philosophy? What are the schemes? Uh, who, who, who's going to be the breakout players? Who's injured? Who's not? Uh, we Some of those answers to those questions will start to take, shape, take place tomorrow. We're not going to find out everything tomorrow, but we're going to find out some of these answers to some of these key questions. Yeah, it looks like they're going to be playing for at least through the, the, the first series anyway, so I think that should help a little bit. We'll see. We've been hearing of all this stuff, well, you know, the defense does look good, but the offense looks decent or vice versa. So we mm-hmm. probably may not see a lot, you know, in the preseason. It's only the first game of the preseason. You don't want to you know, lay all your ducks right there, you know, mm-hmm. right out in the preseason. So, you know, we'll be interested to see how the new offense looks and the defense looks and such. But really like the big, uh, sort of like the really the big story from Bears camp is that Roquan Smith on Tuesday, no less, early Tuesday morning, released a statement on his social media that he wants to be traded. Now, the Bears took him off the pup list on Wednesday, so he has not practiced. So it'll be interesting to see. I know people want to bring up that, you know, oh, this happened with Lance Briggs and such, but, you know, that was a different time. So, and remember, Roquan doesn't have an agent. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this goes. I mean, could he perhaps maybe be traded before the season starts? I doubt it. Could it be traded maybe during the season? Sure. Could he get a new contract? Sure. Could they franchise him? Sure. But again, it seems like there's a lot. Roquan feels disrespected with this new Bears brass and you know, the whole lot of stuff. I know Tevin Jenkins has practiced, but there's no, he might still be on borrowed time here as well. So it seems like a lot of stuff off the field sort of, you know, going in, you know, to see what's going on. It's sort of like, you know, Sort of like you know, intertwining what's going on on the field. You really don't want to take your negotiations public t- through the media, but it was a smart strategy by Roquan Smith. Uh, of course, Ian Rappaport, NFL Media, NFL Network picked up the story, and that's how the, this uh, story got its traction. And Ryan Pohl said the right thing, representing the Bears organization. We'll do anything. I'm just paraphrasing here. We'll do it, uh, everything in our power to keep Roquan Smith. As we said before, Lakina, Roquan Smith is one of the best young linebackers in the game. And he's great against the run. He's improved against the pass. He still has a long way to go, but uh, he's miles ahead of some of his other peers ar- uh, around his age. Mm-hmm. And But uh, he, he knows his worth. And we... We, we talked about this during the offseason, too, Lakino. Around this time next year, the Bears are projected to have the, the most cap space in the NFL. So the Bears do have money. They just got to spend it wisely. And uh, one of the ways to do that is re- re- resign your best player. We talk about Justin Fields as being a franchise quarterback. Yes. And uh, we do expect him to have some growth this year. But your best player is uh, sent, is off the pub list sitting out uh, for a contract extension. I think this contract extension will eventually get done, but your best player is looking for a contract right now. And, and speaking of Justin Fields and other young players that are on this roster right now, they're looking at this and say, this, this is how the Bears do their business and they don't treat their best player on the roster correctly. What does it say about me? If you're Justin Fields, you still have three years before your rookie contract is up. But 
if you're looking at this world Quan Smith situation carefully and you see that he's being mistreated in any sort of way, what's the incentive of me to stay here? Yeah, and I think that's sort of like the number one question. And I think if this does, if they don't work this out, this could probably be like if you're trying to get those big free agents. Yes, we know that the Bears could have like probably up there, maybe like the most in cap space going into next year. But again, if you're this is how you're going to treat your best player, look, I know that this is actually very smart by Roquan to actually take it to the media and sort of say, hey, you know what? Look, I want to be paid like what all the interior linemen are being paid. Now, uh, again, you know, not a lot of guys are being traded. Are you out there at Shaq, you know, Shaq Leonard level? It's still hard for me to say that from the Colts. Are you up there with some mm-hmm. of the other uh, interior linemen that are out there? So that, that's going to be sort of the thing with here with uh, with Roquan is that what's what's going to happen? Will this be a distraction, you know, in season? If you're in the Bears, you don't want that to happen. So there's already, like, people are already, uh, already sort of, like, prepping for the Bears to not be very good. So to have your best player not be happy, this, this, this isn't going to help any 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 better you're listening to second city sports the friday edition we're live and in living color right here on sports zone chicago i'm sid that's lakina we're discussing the chicago bears in a row cross smith situation the bears will open up the preseason tomorrow afternoon saturday against the kansas city chiefs at high noon at soldier field lakina one more thing about the row cross smith situation before we move on Roquan Smith, you know, had a little issue when he got drafted a certain languages in his contract, which he held out for during his rookie year in 2018. But he did get to camp. Uh, he did get to camp eventually and he played the full regular season and he made an impact. But just uh, looking at the situation, I think this will get done. It's just a matter of when, like you said, Lakeen, this team cannot afford any more distractions because you, you're trying to uh, get off to a good start and trying to set the tone for what this era of Bears football under this new GM and coaching staff. Uh, I want to ask Bears fans via uh, via our Twitter. You can see our Twitter hand- handles on the screen, but you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you Bears fans. Uh, the, our, our question is, is just as simple. Do you expect Roll Cross Smith to be traded, or do you think a deal will be eventually worked out? Just go to Sports Hill Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Hill Chicago on YouTube. Type in your answers and we'll get them up on the screen for you. Now, going into tomorrow's contest, Lakina, like you, you said, I think the Stars will play a half a quarter. Uh, we'll see what happens this is now. Folks, we, we just want to remind you, it's not four preseason games anymore. It's three. It's not a one-year thing. It's three preseason games until uh, the foreseeable future. Uh, what are you looking forward to? for tomorrow's preseason game. Just real quick, uh, reading up the, the the injury list for the Chicago Bears. All these guys are questionable for tomorrow. Cole commit to tight end. Byron Pringle, the wide receiver. James O'Shaughnessy, the tight end. Ryan Griffith, the tight end. And uh, rookie wide receiver, Velas Jones Jr. out of Tennessee. They're all listed as questionable for tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not seeing, expecting to see a lot from the Bears. I don't think people should either. So I'm not, I might like to tune in for like maybe watch maybe like a few minutes of it and that's it. But I'm not expecting a lot. I know that the Chiefs, I know uh, Andy Reese said he is going to start some of his guys, you know, for mm-hmm. at least like half a quarter. So I'm not, like I said, I'm not, I, you're not going to see Pat Mahomes do too much and some of the other guys that are on there. So I'm not too worried about what I'm going to see. And so, so either way, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make any uh, predictions after one preseason game. So I know people will, especially if, you know, Fields mm-hmm. has a good or a bad uh, showing. So it's not going to matter to me. So like I, said, I, like I said, I might tune in to maybe like, 
maybe one series and that's it. So it's mm-hmm. not really gonna, it, like I said, it's not gonna hinder it too. So you know, whatever. But uh, you know, going into the rest of these uh these pre. Just real quick, Lucky, before you move on. I'm just looking for the, the offensive line combinations and see how much run the first team gets. Uh, and I also want to see uh, how the running game goes with the David Montgomery and uh, uh, and uh, Khalil Herbert, one or both of them decide that uh, they can play. I want to see how this running game goes and how Justin Fields operates, especially in the pocket. We know when he gets out of the pocket, he's dynamic. But I want to see how he improves uh, as far as reading defenses from year one to year two. I think we'll start to see some of that. I'm expecting to see some of that tomorrow. Like you said, Lakeen, you can't put your, all your eggs in one basket for one preseason game. But I expect to see at least some progress uh, from the, from last year to this year, from the offseason tomorrow. Like, like I said, I'm keeping my expectations low because mm-hmm. of the fact that this is a new this is a new regime, this is a new scheme he's going to be learning. So whatever you know, Fields does, you know, good or bad, I'm not going to you know freak out or get excited because – like I said, it's just preseason. You're not going to show a lot mm-hmm. of your eggs. Now, going into last night, I don't know how much you saw of Giants and Patriots and Titans and uh, Ravens, Sid, but uh, well, if you saw the highlights, you know, what, what was your reaction to these two games? It looks like the Giants are trying to find a backup running back to uh, secure this, uh, the second spot behind Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, boo. <laughs> but the, the on the flip side for the New England Patriots, I think – I think I expect them to do some good things this year. I'm not saying they're going to be one of the top teams in the AFC, no. But their defense, which was so-so a year ago, they were fl- flying around last night, Lakina. I like that mm-hmm. Patriots defense. Bill Belichick, you know he's a defensive guy. Always we call Bill Belichick cheat on this show. But he has those young guys flying around offensively. I know Mac Jones, MAC, for those of you scoring at home, he didn't start last night. Brian Horry played in the other backups uh, played as well. But they got a lot of work to do on the offense. Still, I know they got Devontae Parker from the Dolphins via trade this offseason, but I really like that what I saw from that Patriots defense. They were flying around last night. Yeah, yeah, they looked really good. Uh Tyrod Taylor, I think he's trying to get that number two spot, you know, behind Daniel Jones. And look, you got this is a guy who has had the best luck, you know, through his career and whatnot through mm-hmm. injuries, but he's shown that he is very he is a capable veteran. So we'll see if it continues to look good these these last couple of games for the Giants. Now going into the uh, Titans and Ravens. Now, you know, Malik Willis, who of course is a talented uh, rookie from Liberty, had a nice showing, you know, 6 of 11, uh, 97 yard, passing yards and whatnot, no touchdowns, but they, they really didn't need it. And of course, you know, Lamar Jackson, who is still in a, in a contract uh, discussion of his own, he didn't mm-hmm. play. So they're kind of like a little bit of a battle between Anthony Brown and Tyler Huntley. Huntley and Brett Huntley, you know, not to confuse the two, but uh, (laughs) those two are kind of vying for that number two slot. So, what what, if you saw, uh, if you saw this game, what'd you think? I just saw a couple of highlights from that game. Uh, Baltimore, as we all know, they can run the ball uh, among they were one of the best running teams in the NFL last year. I saw a couple of clips that they ran the ball uh, very well. And you know, I'm a big J.K. Dobbins fan from Michigan. Uh, I know he was hurt last year, but I expect big things for him this year. So, uh, Tennessee, like you said, they're trying to fill some guys out. I know Derrick Henry didn't play, and Tannehill didn't play either. So, they're trying to get some guys in. Like you said, on the flip side, Lamar Jackson didn't play. He wasn't going to play this preseason anyway. And so, it's just I just saw that uh, some young guys should uh, try to get some key snaps and some key reps in a preseason game. Who's who's going to make the team? Yeah, on we'll both sides. This. Yeah, I'll say it. Yeah, exactly. And 
we know like they, you know, Dabas out of Ohio State, they, they, I think they're, they're going to try to ease him back into it since he didn't play mm-hmm. last, the, all of last year. So I think he's trying to kind of lean into that. Now going into tomorrow, these are tonight's games, I should say, uh, Atlanta and Detroit. We know Aiden has you know, can play defense and we know he can sing. If you guys saw uh, this previous debut episode of Hard Knocks featuring the Lions, uh, they'll be playing. Oh, I Atlanta. miss it. I, I get this weekend to catch up on it. Yeah, I know so, yeah, they premiere up, Tuesday, but yeah, catch up on YouTube. I'm surprised you didn't see the clips on YouTube. It was it was everywhere. Okay. Uh, they'll be playing. They'll, they're hosting Atlanta tonight. Uh, yeah, all those extra cameras from NFL Films, I'm sure, will yeah. be there as well. Yeah, yeah, they will. <laughs> uh atlanta they're looking for a quarterback so we'll see you know how that you know plays out too for the falcons cleveland and jacksonville uh deshaun watson will start um you know again take that however you know you want uh you know jacksonville i don't think i don't think we'll i I know trevor lawrence is a little bit banged up so you won't see him you know the other stars too much in this game uh jets and eagles what do you think about that uh, will Zach Wilson play tonight? If so, how how much run he'll get with, with the first team? I know they have a bunch of entries on the offensive line right now. And uh, how well does Mr. Wilson, if he plays tonight, how well does he connect with, with his receivers? And I want to see that Jets defense. Was it overhyped during the offseason? Uh, we'll, we'll start to find out some of those answers tonight. Arizona and Cincy, uh, that should that should be interesting uh, as well. We probably you probably won't see too much of you know Kyler Murray. Uh, I know Joe Burrow has a practice much because he's recovering from a, a appendicitis, so you probably won't see you know Jamar Chase and you know and the rest of them. So you probably won't see a lot of those guys. Green Bay and San Francisco, you would say that's the marquee game, I guess, in the preseason <laughs> games and in the preseason tonight. Again, you know, again, you probably won't see a lot. Of the starters, I think I saw somewhere where they may, I think Aaron Rodgers may play like one series and that's it. Of course, the Trey Lance air, we'll see how much Jimmy Garoppolo plays, if at all. So, yeah, you'll see more of Lance than you will Rodgers. Probably. So, yeah, that, that's capping off of that one. Tomorrow's uh, game is really quick and we're up against the break. Carolina and Washington, you know, lots expected with, with Carolina. So, yeah, we'll see how that's a real quarterback uh, battle between Mayfield yeah, and Darnold. Sam Darnold. Yeah, that should be a fun one. So we'll see how much we see of both of them. Washington too. Uh Indianapolis and Buffalo. Some people say this, this could be the AFC championship or the, or like a potential uh, playoff matchup. You probably like I said, I don't think you're gonna see a lot of the you know, Josh Allen. Uh, Matt Ryan, you, I don't think you'll see a lot of them that much. You know, a lot of like the top tier guys, you may see like mm-hmm. maybe like half a series, half a quarter, I should say, and that's it. So, you know, that's a three o'clock game. Uh, Seattle and Pittsburgh, a new era, in C- and for both uh cities, uh, Mitchell Trubisky ha- will get the start. Uh, that should be interesting for uh, the Steelers and yeah. for Seattle, both are going through rebuilds, if you will. Uh, Miami and Tampa, you know, no Brady, oh, he's been. Get an excuse. You won't see it until the end of the month. So we'll, you know, um, hopefully everything's okay there in that front. Miami, last yeah. expected from Miami as well. Mike McDaniel. I know it's going to be a lot of. That'll be very just. That'll be very just. I want to see this game. Just want to see how that that offense looks. The Dolphins' offense with Tua. Yeah, how much will Tua play, and how much will Tyreek Hill play? I know they looked great in the offseason, but you're playing in a t-shirt and shorts. And uh, there's a whole lot of pressure on Tua Tonkovaloa this year. Can he throw the ball downfield? And we all know that Tyreek Hill, when you throw him a short a short pass, he could turn up field. Uh, can he go deep 
and can Tua throw the the deep ball? That's going to be the main question. I'm looking forward to uh, watch it tonight in hand for the Dolphins for this season. Oh, Lord, that, that should be interesting, too. Uh, Saints and uh, Texans, that's you. Uh, Lovey Smith make his, makes his return to coaching. Uh, the Saints also with a new coach in the NFL, and that should be an interesting matchup there. Mm-hmm. Dallas and uh, Denver, I'm wondering, okay, well, will we see a lot of Russell Wilson uh, for the Broncos? Hmm. And will Dak play? I doubt it. I don't, yeah, I thought I saw somewhere where he's not going to play. I, maybe. Maybe. Okay. I don't, I, I don't know if that's that's true or not, but uh, yeah, that that that'll be interesting to see who plays, and who doesn't play there. Uh, the Battle of Los Angeles, they share the same, they share SoFi Stadium. Now they're going to be battling out in the preseason. You got the Rams, the, the defending champion, the, the defending Super Bowl champion Rams, and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. Well, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think we'll see the stars that much, but it should be interesting though, nonetheless. Over at SoFi. <laughs> Yeah, like you said, you got a quarterback matchup there with Stafford and Herbert. Of course, Stafford's not going to play, even though he's feeling better with the ten, dealing with the pain in the ten and nineties in his elbow. But I'm really good looking forward to seeing that Chargers defense. They improved it during the off season, and I want to see how uh, whoever's going to, whoever players are going to play in that. In terms of the veterans, how it's going to look in actual game action. Yeah, that should be interesting. Uh, the lone Sunday matchup, Minnesota and Vegas. Apparently, uh, Kirk Cousins was sent home due to illness. Now they're not saying whether or not it's COVID, but they did send him mm-hmm. home just a just a precaution. Yeah, we know he had issues with that last year, and we know about his uh, uh his status. We're not going to get into that. That's not important. But whoever's the backup there is going to get a lot of reps. So we'll see what happens with with that under new coaching staff. And on the flip side for the Raiders, real Derek. Car in or Devonte Adams play? Mm-mm. Probably you may see like for once, how long? Yeah, so you may see if like maybe one series because they just played last week. So you might mm-hmm. see him, you might not, but you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And that is your uh, matchups for Week One of the preseason. Yes, yeah, stay tuned for more sports and more fun as Second City Sports continues. We'll get into baseball both locally and nationally. There was a big game, Lakeen. I don't know if you noticed that took place last night in the state of Iowa. And we had to get into the best and worst from the rest of the league throughout the weekend. We'll give you this uh, week uh, weekend preview this weekend's big series from the from the world of the diamond of baseball. I'm Sid. That's Hilakina. You're listening to the Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Light day around baseball today. Cleveland at Detroit. The White Sox visit Kansas City. The Cardinals are at Denver. The Astros host the Rangers. The Red Sox at home against the Orioles. The Cubs take on the Reds in the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. The NFL preseason kicks into high gear this week. Tonight, the Giants visit the Patriots while the Titans head to Baltimore. Tomorrow, the Falcons visit the Lions. The Browns are at Jacksonville. The Jets visit the Eagles. The Cardinals at Cincinnati. The Packers are on the road at San Francisco on Saturday. Carolina at Washington. Kansas City at Chicago. The Bills host the Colts. The Bills, the current favorite to win the Super Bowl. The Seahawks visit the Steelers. It'll be the Dolphins at Tampa. The Texans hosting the Saints. The defending Super Bowl champion Rams battle the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Denver at home against the Cowboys while the Raiders host the Vikings. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. 
With our newest unlimited plan, everyone's welcome. Introducing Welcome Unlimited from Verizon for just $30 a line per month for four lines with auto pay plus taxes and fees. Our best priced unlimited plan ever. Did he say $30? Yep, $30 a line for the whole family. The network you want, the price you love. Switch to Verizon today. Paper-free billing required. Unlimited 5G nationwide 4G LTE. In times of congestion, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. All smartphone lines on the account must be on Welcome Unlimited and are eligible only for select promotions. Includes domestic talk, text, and data usage only. Data roaming at 2G speeds. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? Okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 Gotta watch out for those new rejoins there. <laughs> Welcome back to Second City Sports on the Friday edition. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidK80. Once again, <clears throat> excuse me, at SidK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. S-I-D-K-I-D-80. And you can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina McGee on the IG. We have less than 90 minutes left of this extravaganza. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments, just go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page and Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Let's switch over to baseball, Lakina. That was a big game that took place last night in the state of Iowa. Uh, Major League Baseball calls to the field a Dreams game. It was broadcasted on Fox last night between the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs. Of course, none of the theatrics matched up to last year's game between the Yankees and the White Sox, but the Cubs uh, came out on top with a 4-2 victory. They scored three of the first four runs in the first inning. Drew Smiley continues to improve uh, his stock as a, a Cubs uh, starting pitcher. He went six innings, struck out nine, and actually got an on-the-field interview with Tom Verducci after the game. Yay! Mm-hmm. But, Lakina, before we get to the game or lack thereof, I want to give Major League Baseball two thumbs up as you guys are watching on the screen, and that's what I'm doing right now. Did you catch the beginning of uh, what the young uh, son, uh, the young son and father playing catch in the cornfields? Mm-hmm. And then well, guess who came out? Some some people perhaps will call them the greatest father-son duo of all time, Ken Griffey Sr. and Jr. Almost that teared was, up, Lakina. Almost yeah, that teared was up. Really cool. I yeah, was, that was proud. Really cool. Damn proud. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool to see. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's sort of like that whole day they kind of lead up to it. You were wondering, like, yeah, it was going to hard, be hard to top. You know, you know Kevin Costner going on in the field. And, mm-hmm. you know, the Sox and the Yankees emerging from the corner fields. But that actually was pretty cool. I mean, I think they got some local kids from both Chicago and Cincinnati. They come out there to play mm-hmm. catch in that field. Yeah. You know, after, you know, Ken Griffey uh, Sr. and Jr. You know, came out. You saw – if you saw it, you – if you saw it, you saw, uh, I think you saw, I think I saw uh, Billy Williams and Fergie Jenkins. I think they were out there too. And I think a couple. Yeah, Ferg, I saw uh, I Fergie John, out there. Yeah. Yeah, I saw. I think I saw Johnny Bench out there too with the Reds. So mm-hmm. I think that was a really, those were some really cool moments. They kind of walked out there with the rest of the players. And they kind of, it, look, they soaked it up. I mean, 
okay, yeah, nothing was going to top that, you know, with the theatrics and stuff. But, yeah, it was actually still a really cool moment. And the Cubs, you know, of course, you know, child teams are 2-0 and in those uh, Field of Dreams games, so they're not going to do any more, at least not for a while. They're actually going to set up a little bit more, a little bit differently. Uh, you know, Smiley had his uh, best showing this season with nine strikeouts in five innings, So, and the bullpen was actually pretty good, too. So, you know, the, the Cubs got the, got the better end of that. So, yeah, it actually ended up being a really cool game. Like I said, I saw a little bit of the highlights. So, you know, you can tell that Seiya, Seiya was sort of like, you know, struggling in the moment as well, Seiya Suzuki. So I think that was a really cool moment for everybody involved. So it was actually a pretty good – it was actually a really good job this year in that in that particular game in the Field of Dreams. Yeah, I saw some of the broadcasts, and I thought Fox did a good job. I'm interested to see how the ratings are for this one. I know it's going to be low, lower compared to last year where we got all the theatrics, but how low uh, we'll soon find out. But I thought it was cool that they interviewed 16-year veteran in Cincinnati Reds first baseman Joey Fado. He actually shared mm-hmm. a story how uh, he played against John Smoltz. Of course, John Smoltz, people forget, he ended his career in 2008 as a member of the St. Louis Cardinals towards the tail end of his career. And Joey Votto almost teared up for a moment, but uh, mm-hmm. they were talking about how you know, rubber down the baseballs, passing on the torch from the older generation to the new generation. I thought it was cool. And like you said, for, for the Cubs, you could tell they were they were into the game. Of course, scoring three of your first four runs in the first inning would do that to you. But you could tell that all the players from both sides were soaking it up. And panning uh, the TV cameras, panning the crowd, you could tell it was almost a two-to-one march between Cub, mm-hmm. Cubs and Reds fans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's not that far. I mean, I think Dyers was like – you know, I know it's a, a, a longer distance, you know, if you're coming from Cincinnati to Dyersville as it is with Chicago mm-hmm. going to Dyersville. So that might have been why you saw such a big, you know, disparity. You probably got a lot of Cubs fans who live in the area. And, you know, the black, yeah. of course, you know, the blackout, you know, MLB blackouts, that came up too again. Of course, you know, Iowa is one of those states where you can't, they're like six or seven teams that you can't show. And both the, the Cubs and the Sox are, are those teams that they can't, you can't Which makes it, no sense. Commissioner Manfred, strain it out now. Yeah, like I said, I would tell you guys, I have a friend who lives out there, who's from there and lives out there, and he's you know been very adamant about, uh, you know, any of those blackouts. He's running for state senate there, state house, I should say there. So yeah, you know, you know, check out his cause and whatnot. But uh, it's actually pretty cool uh, that you know folks are seeing that. You know, I think Iowa, North Carolina, and I got another friend who lives out who's from there too. Um, they're like they're like they're like about six or seven other states that have that same you know rules as well. So yeah, Rob Manfred, you need to do something about that because. There's no excuse for that, but that's a whole different. Uh, that's a whole yeah. different uh, episode. So going going back into what's going on on the field, I mean, I know they want to do something like a little bit different. You know, the way you know, they, I think they released some uh, renovation they want to do with the fields and such. Mm-hmm. Have you know, have like you know, you know, like not not necessarily Lily, but like you know, like you know, high school teams and such to kind of play in there and do that. So you mm-hmm. know, they may not do the Field of Dreams game for a while in front of MLB side, but they want to keep it kind of alive for. Younger kids, and that's still a pretty cool concept, too. Yeah, I know there were some um, stories flowing around that there was going to have some construction done next year. That's why they're not going to have it. I know Frank Thomas, uh, White Sox TV analyst here in Chicago, studio analyst, and he does stuff for Foxy. He, he owns part of that field. Mm-hmm. And and uh, like you said, they want to keep the tradition alive, not just for the MLB players, but for the little leaguers. And minor, you know, the minor league games uh, took place a couple of days ago down there mm-hmm. as well. And yeah. so I, you know, anything to help improve the game of baseball, do it. Of course, lift up, lift up those blackout rules as well. But we like you said, we won't get to the blackout portion of it, mm-hmm. no pun intended. But uh, I wanted to ask you before we uh, move on, 
which two teams that you should see? Who you who do you want to see the next two teams playing in the uh, Field of Dreams game uh, in two years? Ah, oh, boy. Uh, if the I think Dodgers and the Angels, if they're if the Angels are still like good, <laughs> maybe you try to try to do something like that. Maybe maybe Toronto and uh, maybe if you want, maybe Toronto and uh in Tampa, or maybe Toronto and uh, I'm trying to think like another like Toronto and Houston, and it might be it might be a good one. Uh, you know, just like yeah, just like, I don't know if like there's a good combination of teams that you can get to. You know, you want folks to kind of to come in and such so. I don't know if mm-hmm. we're gonna get people from some of the bigger cities to come to Dyersville, you know, just for like the mystique of it. But who knows? But yeah, what do you think? Well, you did with last year with New York and Chicago, and so I know a lot of White Sox fans came up there as well. Of course, Yankees got a large fan base, not just in New York, but across the country because they're on national TV a lot. But you definitely had to do Red Sox, Yankees down the road. But I said this last year, and I'll say it again: Dodgers, Padres, hmm. or you could do Dodgers, Mets. That probably be better, I think. Uh, what do you think about the Harry Carey hologram? That 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 that. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it at all. Just play, yeah. just, play, just play the tape, and everybody would be cool with it. I yeah, get it. They did that more for television, but that, that no. That scared no. me. I think they, I think that might scare some of the kids that were there. <laughs> They're like, "What the hell is going on here?" But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's. I think that might have scared a lot of folks. Like I even said on Twitter, like I, I have questions, but that was a I don't mm-hmm. know who thought. Maybe they thought they were being you know nice and you know they were being cute doing that, but it, it didn't really. It didn't work so well there. Yeah, thumbs down scene. on that one. Yeah, definitely two thumbs down on that one. Uh, you listen to second scene sports. <laughs> You listen to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, Lakini McGee, Sydney Brown with you. Now we'll get more into like the local teams. You know, when our buddy Eugene McIntosh from the Bigs joins us at the top of the hour to talk, you know, Cub, more Cubs and White Sox as well. I know Sid's got a lot to say about that, but we're gonna we're gonna concentrate on the national side of baseball, if you will. The Dodgers continue to, you know, on a, to be on a tear. They have now won ten in a row and. I don't think anybody thought with all the injuries, no one thought that the Dodgers would get there, get you know to 10 last night. Um, mm-hmm. And they didn't come from behind fashion too for the fifth time. They're now 33 and 32 when trailing the only team in, in, in the majors with a winning record in that situation this season. That's kind of like a testament to how this team, how, how deep this team is and such. So, and they just signed Jackie Bradley Jr. last week. So mm-hmm. I think that definitely helps in that sense, you know, they did the two game sweep of the Twins and also two the three game sweep of the Padres. We'll get to them in a second because they're not, you know, they, they actually they actually have they actually rebounded a little bit, so that helps. But you know, the Dodgers are running away with the uh, the NLS, I think. Yeah, Max Muncy starting to hit right now. Cody Bellinger, who's always notoriously has long struggles, uh, who plays center field and occasionally first base for the Dodgers, he's starting to swing the bat. Hopefully, uh, that continues for him as the Dodgers move move towards the playoffs and also to their pitching they started pitching has been very good tony gosling this year anderson of course clean kershaw has been off and on with injuries he's back on the il walker Bueller, their best pitcher uh hopefully he's on track to return at some time in september they'll give them that much needed mm-hmm. boost i know some people say that it's the still the dodgers are the best team in the nl not so fast those new york mets they're coming they're coming hard and they've been consistent all year uh, I think I'm not going to sit here and say that the NL East race is over between them and the Braves, but they got a stranglehold on it right now. As we mentioned on our last show on Monday, uh, the Braves lost four or five in New York in Queens to the Mets. So uh, the Mets, we all thought they were going to have a letdown against Cincinnati in their two 
game series. No, they didn't. They swept the Reds. Um, pretty mi mighty handily. Uh, thank you very much. Something the White Sox should uh, take a lesson from, but that's only the issue. But <laughs> but the Dodgers, uh, they, they'll be tested come playoff time. Can the Braves beat them again? Sure, I know they did last year, but just something with the Braves is not right. And it's, I know it's difficult to repeat as champions. I know that's what they're going through. But I think the Mets, the New York Mets are the class of the National League right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's obviously that the Braves are kind of suffering from a uh, World Series hangover, which is very common. It happens to a lot of teams. We always saw it happen with the Cubs a few years ago. So it's not really like that uncommon for teams as such. But look, I know Lindor has been hitting the, hitting the heck out of the ball. You know, during that, you know, during that uh, sweep of the uh, of the of the red, so uh, it's going to be very interesting. Can they keep it up? I think that's that, the Mets. You know, getting hot it has been the problem for the Mets. It's staying hot mm -hmm. that's been the problem. So as we get you know further and further, we got about like about seven weeks left in the regular season. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if they can keep it up. But you know, so far so good. You know, the pitch has been really good. I know Matt Scherzer mm -hmm. had another really good start this week. So this is going to get you know very interesting to see. Like it's going to probably going to come down to wire to who. I'm sure, even though, yes, the Yankees will get to them in a second, but I'm interested to see, like, can they keep it up with the Mets have? I know the Mets, they got the best record right. Well, one, well, second behind the Dodgers, obviously. But, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to keep it up. Yeah, and you also have to give credit to uh, manager Buck Shawwatcher. I know he stepped away uh, to do uh, media both locally and nationally in New York for the last couple of years, and he has his finger posts on the clubhouse right now. And uh, all those young players are responding to his leadership, and they're playing hard, very hard for him. And you mentioned that the the pitching staff for the Mets, of course, Jacob Degrom came back. We we told you what he did last Sunday on our show last uh, this past Monday. And Max Scherzer is one of the best pitchers in the game. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer for what he's doing at his age. Don't forget Taiwan Walker, who's that third best mm -hmm. pitcher on that staff. Uh, he really showed out the other day in his start against Cincinnati as well. Yeah, so I know. Yeah, I know it's the Reds, but still, I mean, we got to make sure you know give them their props. You know, the the Mets. I mean, so we just see if they can keep it. Up, uh, your uh, the Guardians have won five in a row. They're now in the first place in the AL Central right now. I've been telling folks, I know people are worried about the Twins, but yeah, it's been you know the Twins got swept at the Dodgers, so you know mm -hmm. take that however you will. But uh, the, the the Guardians, you know, knock you know they're knocking on the door. I mean, you know, Oscar Gonzalez, you know, knock down to go the go ahead uh run you know to finish the sweep against the Tigers. So, so what, what do you think? Uh, Terry Francona, their manager, uh, give give him credit. As we said last year, Lakina they didn't have the horses because of injuries and whatnot, but they were still playing hard for him. Uh, this year, they're being rewarded. Of course, they have one of the best young pitchers in the game in Shane Bieber. Uh, their bullpen was lights out in this series against the Tigers. I know they uh, they blew a save yesterday, but like you mentioned, they won it in the tenth inning. But you still have Jose Ramirez, one of the best young superstars in the game. You also have Stephen Kwan, their leadoff hitter, one of the best young leadoff hitters in the game. Uh, he's really come on. So uh, that Cleveland that Cleveland lineup is not one to be messed with. And combine that with their their great young pitching, you could do some things. Now I thought they were going to take off about a month and a half ago when they beat the Twins in back to back series. It didn't happen at that time. But I wouldn't be shocked that the Guardians won this AL Central. But we still have a long way to go. Not that long, I'll say that. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, not that game. long, but you know, 
it'll be, look, you got about 50, 51 games left, which is about what six, I guess I six, seven weeks left, seven, about seven weeks left. So mm-hmm. time's running out, folks. Uh, White Sox, I'm going to get to y'all in, uh, after this segment when we can have Eugene on because <laughs> I got, mm, I got stuff to say now. The Yankees, I know, I know folks are freaking out about, I know Yankee fans are starting to freak out at me. Look, you know, Eric Judge just hit his 45th home run of the season. So, you know, his league leading home run. So it's not, you know, hey, I think he's already doing that. Did it in the fewest games. And, you know, the fifth fewest games, I mean, that that's impressive. And, you know, that's been kind of like the one bright spot, only 108 games. So, you know, that that's I, – I, look, I, I know that they lost two out of three to my Mariners. Sorry. Sorry, Yankees fans in Seattle. But, uh, you know, I know that they've lost like seven of their last eight. You know, of course, you'll be, of course, losing two out of three against the Mariners last weekend, of course, being swept by the Cardinals. So I don't know. Can should Yankees fans be freaking out? I mean, they're well, they're still ahead in their division. They're, they're 10 games up still on the Toronto. They've had they're having their own little issues in Toronto. But if you're a Yankees fan, you should be concerned. But but uh, it's not time to jump off of the club. I know they're battling Houston for the top record in the American League right now. For the Yankees, you have injuries. Uh, Matt Carpenter is going to be out, I believe, six to eight weeks with a uh, mm-hmm. foot injury. That's huge because he was one of the uh, best guys coming off the bench. I know they picked him up from the Cardinals in the offseason. Uh, John Carlos Stanton, who was having a tremendous year, a borderline all-star season. He's still out with an injury. Anthony Rizzo's out with the injury. Hopefully you can get those two guys back. Uh, Aaron Johnson will have to carry this offense for the Yankees, but how long can he do that? And they're starting pitching. It's not looking good right now. Frankie Montas had a bad start last Sunday afternoon at St. Louis. We talked about that. Hopefully that, that's just shaking off the cobwebs. Garrett Cole didn't look good in his last couple of starts. So uh, this is a real speed bump uh, that the Yankees have faced so far this season. And manager Aaron Boone has to be careful here. I think they'll be fine. They just uh, have to turn around mentally before you start winning, going back to winning ball games. Need to, need to get those those guys back before the end of the regular season, so they can kind of get into a rhythm going to the playoffs. So, because mm-hmm. Houston's right there and for that best record in the AL, so that that's going to be it. Might come down to the last couple of weeks of the season. Who knows? Now, Baltimore, they're only a half game out of that last wild card spot. I know they lost. They lost a tough one against the Red Sox. So, <laughs> yeah, that that was a makeup game, obviously. But yeah, it's still you know, look, they they win two out of three. Of course, you know the last the last game against the Blue Jays was postponed uh, due to weather, but you know, still, they're still right there in the contention. I don't think, look, no one thought that they would, you know, the Orioles would be up there fighting for a wild card spot, but here they are. Yeah, we talked about their young players, and they don't have the starting pitching. If they had starting pitching, my goodness, they'll be really scary good. But uh, um, give their manager credit, uh, give the organization credit for not jumping the gun and trading for veterans at the trade deadline. They're sticking with the plan and to see who's going to be on this Orioles team for uh, not only for this year, but for next year and beyond. And so you're starting to see potential. Just hope that uh, during the offseason, the uh, Baltimore's uh, management team will make the smart moves uh, to bring in, bring in the key veterans to help uh, guide this Orioles team to their next phase, which is competing for playoff spot. Yeah, Brandon Hyde, I think, is definitely going to Thank you. I was right getting there. a brain fart for a minute, Brandon Hyde. Yeah, he's yeah. done a tremendous job with that young squad this year. Yeah, definitely uh, right there, like that top you know, tier for AL Manager of the Year. You got to think he's definitely going to be at the top of that list now, Shohei Otani. Now, I know the Angels have 
fallen completely off. Now they did, you know, sweep the they sweep the A's. So, but that's not really saying much. I mean, it is the A's, but you'll you'll take the sweep if you're an Angels fan. But Otani uh, had, I think, what a, a he hit a home hit a home run, and he actually started, you know, that game too. So it, it, it's definitely, you know, he became the first American League pitcher to homer and throw six scoreless innings in the same game like you know this week so this past week so yeah that, mm-hmm. that's probably what he might he might win look it's, it's hard for somebody to win back-to-back mvps in any sport but otani is definitely uh making the case that he should definitely be that that you know the, the latest guy to do it yeah going back to the white Sox in the al central race for just a moment if you're a minnesota twins fan you're you're thankful that you're not getting Shohei Otani on the mound, but you still get him at the plate. So there you go. But Shohei Otani, as we talked about before, he's a once-in-a-generational talent. And hopefully the Anaheim uh, management can get some players around it so they can actually compete. Because with him and Mike Trout, we talked about his recent injury issues. Uh, it's, I, I know life's not fair, but it's definitely not fair to both those uh, both those players, what they're going through, because uh, mm-hmm. their management team is incompetent putting good players around them yeah that that's definitely sort of like interesting a way you can see it now detroit has already uh fired their gm so you know we'll see if aj hinge ends up if he could he be the next guy on the chopping block if they don't finish well so whoever the new gm whoever it ends up being i mean that, that's going to be sort of the thing like one winning season is 2015 that's not going to get it done especially when there's so so much uh hype around especially like those couple of years prior and such mm-hmm. so you know al avila is now looking for a new job and you know if they if they don't finish well i mean aj hitch i mean they have to watch his back too well a certain team in town could well watch for his services but we'll get into that next hour but i know some people expected the tigers to be one of those surprise teams this year i didn't see it coming uh, for them this year. I know they got some top prospects they, they want to bring up toward the end of the season, perhaps next year, but uh, this is what happens when you uh, rebuild. You had to go through some growing pains like this. Absolutely. So anything else that caught your attention you know, this week in the AM before we go into the scheduling? Oh, yeah. Just going back to that Yankees uh, Mariner series. I, I, I couldn't stay up to watch the whole uh, 13-inning scoreless marathon, but I saw the, the later innings, and it was actually pretty interesting, but I just couldn't stay up to, to, to watch the 13th inning. I know Seattle won that one, but I uh, the, it was pretty exciting to watch. I, I, mm-hmm. like we talked about it before, Lakeen, last year with the new rules with the ghost runner at second base to start off the 10th inning. Uh, both teams uh, um, managed, it, managed it pretty well, but Seattle came through with a big hit in about 13th to win that one. That was on Tuesday mm-hmm. in an instant classic. Yeah, I saw that game too. Like I said, I tried to stay up for it, but I, I couldn't. So that was a the yeah. showing up, seeing the highlights. I know uh, get up, you know, featured the game a couple of times as their uh, game of the night. So you saw why. So that was actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, the Mariners ended up winning the series. You know, they actually uh, it should be very interesting. Uh, I know that I'm sure the Yankees will figure it out again because usually you have these type of growing pains, and they're they're full, they're far enough ahead, you know, with in the AL East because the other teams behind them are struggling as well. So. But if you're the Yankees, you want to try to get it together before you get into the playoffs. That way you can have that momentum. So we'll see what happens there. Now going into this weekend's games, you got Atlanta and Miami. First game off the top, you have 540 
Also, too, you got uh, San Diego and Washington. That game will be the first of the Apple TV Plus Friday night doubleheader at 6.05. So you got Buddy Russ Dorsey's doing that one. Yes, yeah. So all of you in San Diego and in the D.C. area, you know, you, you may have to find – well, I don't know about the D.C. folks. I don't know if they want to watch the Nationals. They pretty much <laughs> – Soto's it's gone. the return of Juan Soto. <laughs> that might be the only. That might be the one. You know, the one. You know, thing that might get folks in the DC area to try to find a way to watch this game on Apple TV Plus. <laughs> uh, Cleveland, Toronto. They start their start off their series. That should be an interesting one. A White Sox fans are gonna be looking at that that series real hard this weekend. Baltimore and Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Another uh, should be another fun one between those two teams. They've always had you know good you know, big series this season. Detroit comes to Chicago. We'll see how Detroit looks. And like I said, we'll get to Chicago in a second. That White Sox fans are going to be giving them the finger wag. Uh, the Yankees and Boston, always fun to see when those two teams match up because it's always interesting. Something weird always happens. We'll see the Yankees get back on track. Uh, the Phillies and the Mets. That's the second game of the Apple TV Plus, uh, you know, uh, sort of regional. So a 6-10. So those of you in New York mm-hmm. and in Philly will be watching that game. That should be an interesting one there. And uh, Seattle and Texas, that should be a fun one. I know Seattle's going to want to get their revenge against Texas. Uh, and the Dodgers and the Royals. So that should be a – we'll see if the Dodgers can keep up their 10-game uh, winning streak. And finishing up the rest of the weekend schedule for MLB, uh, Oakland visits Houston to take on the Astros. Of course, uh, Houston uh, was swept at Oakland about a couple of weeks ago. So Houston's looking for a little bit of revenge. The Brewers and the Cardinals will get it on in St. Louis for a big three-game weekend series. These two teams are separated by one game. The Cardinals lead the Brewers by one game in the NL Central race. Arizona at Colorado. The Twins at the Angels. That's another series that the White Sox fans are watching. We'll be watching. And then, of course, Pittsburgh at San Francisco. Now, your national TV schedule for tomorrow, Saturday, uh, the MLB on Fox, well, most of the country will get the Yankees and Red Sox. Uh, the other part of the country on the West Coast in the Southwest Texas will get Seattle at Texas against the Rangers. And your Sunday night baseball game of the week on ESPN will be shocking. <laughs> Red Sox and Yankees at 6 o'clock Chicago time. And at 11.05 a.m. on Peacock, we got the Peacock Premium Service. You got San Diego and uh, Washington. So uh, all of you who are Peacock subscribers, you guys may want to check that game out. Uh, and also, to Milwaukee and St. Louis will be on ESPN Plus on Sunday. And tomorrow, uh, Cleveland and Toronto will be at e- be exclusively on ESPN Plus. So those that is your schedule for this weekend in the MLB. Hour number one in the books, hour number two straight ahead as you're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition, live in living color. I'm Sid, that's Lakina, Eugene McIntosh, the Cubs Cubs uh, follower, Cubs insider, and baseball insider from It's the Bigs will join us to uh, discuss last night's Field of Dreams contest between the Cubs and the Reds uh, and the latest happenings from the Northsiders, and we'll get into some Southside uh, baseball talk with him as well. Plus, we have to discuss the Big Ten and the three networks that'll be joining them broadcasting their football games, and we'll have some more sports media nuggets as well. I'm Sid, that's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago, hour number two. Up next, Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Light day around baseball today. Cleveland at Detroit. The White Sox visit Kansas City. The Cardinals are at Denver. The Astros host the Rangers. The Red Sox at home against the Orioles. The Cubs take on the Reds in the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. The NFL preseason kicks into high gear this week. Tonight, the Giants visit the Patriots while the Titans head to Baltimore. 
tomorrow. The Falcons visit the Lions. The Browns are at Jacksonville. The Jets visit the Eagles. The Cardinals at Cincinnati. The Packers are on the road at San Francisco on Saturday. Carolina at Washington. Kansas City at Chicago. The Bills host the Colts. The Bills the current favorite to win the Super Bowl. The Seahawks visit the Steelers. It'll be the Dolphins at Tampa. The Texans hosting the Saints. The defending Super Bowl champion Rams battle the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Denver at home against the Cowboys while the Raiders host the Vikings. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. With our newest unlimited plan, everyone's welcome. Introducing Welcome Unlimited from Verizon for just $30 a line per month for four lines with auto pay plus taxes and fees. Our best priced unlimited plan ever. Did he say $30? Yep, $30 a line for the whole family. The network you want, the price you love. Switch to Verizon today. Paper free billing required. Unlimited 5G nationwide 4G LTE. In times of congestion, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. All smartphone lines on the account must be on Welcome Unlimited and are eligible only for select promotions. Includes domestic talk, text, and data usage only. Data roaming at 2G speeds. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? Okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 Welcome back to our number two of Second City Sports. Real live in the color on the Friday edition, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Mr. Lakino Gee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. You can follow me at Kino McGee on the Twitter and at Kino McGee on the IG. We have less than an hour left of this program. We call uh, this extravagance. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You have any questions or comments for us, especially for our next guest coming up, Eugene McIntosh from It's the Bigs Media, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. As we mentioned, our guests will be coming up just in, uh, in a couple of minutes. Lakina, you want to start now or, or start? Well, we'll, I, well, we'll have to start now. The Chicago White Sox, 56 and 56 on the year. They lose three out of four in Kansas City. Johnny Cueto speaks out. Everybody likes it except for the manager. Lakina, if they weren't 500, this would be a much ugly situation than it is right now. Look, I don't have the energy to get any more angry than I am right now. I'll be there tomorrow and Sunday to support. But Lakina, how many more embarrassing moments do you do this White Sox team have left in the season? You would think this would be it, but conventional wisdom watching this team this season tells me, no, this is not going to be the last embarrassing moment for the team this year. Oh, lack of passion or something like that. That I think I want. I'm paraphrasing what uh, what uh, Johnny Cueto said, but uh, mm -hmm. it, I almost fell out of my chair laughing when I saw this because I was like, "Oh, really? 
like I've been saying this for like the last like since the season started. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, lack of passion. Look, we saw the lack of hustle uh, yesterday's game. I mean, it was just like silly because I, I watched those. I watched that uh, that game and I thought, OK, look, Dylan Cease did, did, did his mm-hmm. thing. He, he strikeouts. OK, cool. But you know, mm-hmm. he had the run support and the bullpen ultimately and, and lack of hustle ultimately let him down. So unfortunately yep. for the White Sox, this has been the same movie. We've been singing the same praises for like the last three or four months. And now you know, look, they're three and a half back of now they're now they're trailing Cleveland. So, you know, oh, there's an easy schedule. You know, they got an easy schedule the second half of the season. <laughs> they, they play, oh, look, they play the Royals. They play, you know, they play Detroit today, Saturday night. And, you know, all this other stuff I've been hearing like from everybody that, you know, that knows baseball. Okay. I'm still waiting, still waiting, <laughs> still waiting. Yeah, You're, yeah, you, you and about look, thousands of other White Sox fans, especially seven, on White look, Sox Twitter. There's seven weeks left of the season. You're back at 500, so you're I, – look, I don't know what else to say at this point. I mean, look, I, I've got nothing. Like, you, you can't do the injuries anymore. I know Tim Manager's going to be gone for about six weeks and such, but even still – this, you know, I think Cueto might have inadvertently spilled some tea. We've heard some of the reports and such. So, honestly, I'm like emotional. I'm like, I'm like emotionally done. <laughs> I've like, look, look, I'm at the point where, look, surprise me, surprise me. You got, look, you got a nice seven game home scam. You got Detroit, you know, this weekend. You got four against Houston. Okay. And one of them was, one was going to be a nationally televised game on FS1 on Monday. Okay, uh, then you got to go at Cleveland for three. Then you've got you know Kansas City, and then you've got Baltimore. That's not going to be easy. And then that road trip. So I don't know what else to say. Thank you, you thank you, Eugene, for uh, coming in because I'm about to this close to exploding. So thank you so much, <laughs> our, our good buddy here. Yeah, let's bring in our good buddy. He covers the Cubs uh, in the White Sox for uh, the, the Bigs Media. He helps out Terrence on the Sox side for for the Bigs Media. Make sure you follow him on all social media platforms on so Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we we haven't had him on at all this year, Lakina. Right. So I wanted to bring him on today, and uh, we're also going to uh, get to the the Field of Dreams game between the Cubs and the Reds from last night to see what he thought about the game and the broadcast. Let's bring him in right now. Let's not waste any more time. Here's our buddy Gino, aka Eugene Megatron from It's the Bigs. Welcome back, Eugene. How are you, man? What's up, family man? Good to see you guys, man. It's been too long, man. How's everything going over there? Yes, yeah, going great, going great. Yeah, tell, tell me where people find you on the social media. Uh, you can find me personally at Stay Humble, S-T-A-Y-H-U-M-B-L-E on Twitter. You can find the company as a whole, the Bigs Media, uh, at It's the Bigs, I-T-S-T-H-E-B-I-G-S. Shout out to Sid for holding us down, uh, doing some great work for us, man. We appreciate the love. And, uh, man, just hit the website, www.thebigs.us, or just Google the Bigs, man. We everywhere. And uh, just trying to keep holding it down for us, you know? Yep. Absolutely. We got we to gotta get your buddy, uh, Ed. I mean, her, her power for, uh, you know, who, who, who does the Bears. We want to get him on, too, before the season starts. He's doing great work. And everybody in the media, are, they're raving about him the last couple of years. He's been doing it for you guys. So he's doing a great job. Yeah, and anytime you guys want her, uh, just you can hit him directly. And if you know, sometimes he's not the most uh, Twitter savvy, or you know, he's uh, going going through transition right now, trying to get his uh, 
his Twitter game up. But if you need us, you know, just hit us up and we'll put you guys in tune with Herb and you know it's a done deal, whatever y'all need. Yay. Absolutely. So I uh, said, I know you got a lot to say about the White Sox <laughs> to ask Eugene. So uh, go uh, for it. <laughs> well, we'll put the White Sox on the back burner for now. <laughs> I know we kicked it up before you brought you on, Eugene, about the Sox, but we'll save them for last. Let's get to the Cubs last night. Uh, they they beat the Cincinnati Reds four to two in the MLB second annual M, uh, MLB uh, Field of Dreams game in the state of Iowa. But I want to ask you about the broadcast first. And me and Lakina talked about it uh, in the first hour i really like the intro of course uh, the get the actual game and the actual uh, intro uh, didn't live up to last year's because it was it was the beginning of that in which we expected but this year's uh intro was pretty awesome you had the the, the father and his young son playing catch in the cornfield and of course mm-hmm. my personal opinion the greatest father son duo in baseball history ken griffey senior and junior coming out talking about playing catch and you brought all the other kids playing catch in the field as well and of course the both the teams came out to the on to the field that was an awesome moment two thumbs up in my opinion to mlb for that uh kick intro last night no i uh i i, I agree i i think especially with the kid and, and, and griffey senior coming out uh, i think that was a very dope moment but just playing off of the field of dreams itself i mean in my opinion, the movie was trash, but I, I, I you know, I understand, <laughs> I understand it, and I know the meaning that it, that it has with with MLB, and uh, they did do a great job of continuing, uh, uh, trying to build on last year. We all knew the game itself wasn't going to live up to the hype just because of the two teams playing two of the bottom feeders in uh, all of baseball. But there's a little bit of rivalry there. Uh, Joey Votto was uh, good to hear him mic'd up uh, talking mm-hmm. to John Smoltz, uh, re, you know, reliving some of that history and just, you know, giving uh, old to some of the older guys that he faced. And it's cool to see Joey Votto kind of live through two generations of players, you know, being mm-hmm. able to face Smoltz and the big unit and Maddox and those guys. And now, like he said, facing Scherzer, Kershaw, DeGrom mm-hmm. and all of these new guys who kind of are you know the next guys who will probably be hall of famous so i think it was cool the game i was kind of boring i've seen enough cubs baseball i could have seen cubs and reds at wrigley field or at uh uh, uh the great american ball yeah, ballpark yeah so, yeah but but yeah overall uh good job i know frank thomas and those guys said next year there probably won't be a game because they're trying to uh you know do some things to make this thing uh the best uh possible production going forward so i'm interested to see where they take it but uh, overall you know i was impressed man major league baseball didn't drop the ball rob manfred i don't have anything bad to say about you as far as yesterday <laughs> oh, that's, well yeah that's probably one of the few <laughs> it's like and <laughs> such but uh you know what do you think of, oh, before i get to my question eugene what do you thought about the, the harry curry uh hologram that, oh it was terrible that was scary that was <laughs> amen down here because he's uh Oh, no, it's okay. Look, we don't yeah, mind. He was screen time too, but that was the worst hologram that I've ever seen. I've seen a Tupac hologram. Uh, I saw what other? I saw a Chief Keith hologram. Yes, yes. I think the Harry Carey hologram was the worst of the three, and Harry Carey is rolling over in his grave right now. Oh, I, I'm sure he is now. Uh, Wilson Contreras, I mean, had you know, nice, you know, nice contributions to that game uh, yesterday, and the fact that he didn't get traded, you know, he went through all the emotions, you know, he was crying. What did you think about that? And because every, by all accounts, you know, he was going to go somewhere. So what happened there? 
Uh, I really just think that Jed Hoyer and the Cubs front office overplayed their hand. And uh, to be honest with you, and this is, you know, this is me going on the record for the first time saying this in public, but I don't think Wilson Contreras is the Cubs type of guy going forward. I do not think he will return next year. Um, it's obvious that he was soured by the business of baseball, as most baseball players are when they go through arbitration and they have to go through you know, signing these new deals. So uh, the business of baseball is like none other. And I definitely think uh, I'm a, I love Willie. Uh, he's been one of the best offensive uh, catchers in all of baseball since 2016. Uh, he's not the best catcher defensively, statistically, but uh, as far as someone who who's taking control of that team, as far as a leader in the clubhouse, uh, his guys love him. I'm not sure about his rapport around the league with the rest of the guys around the league but from what i've seen from you know willie always giving us time to talk and you know he's the guy you know his background coming from venezuela uh him being a big brother to, to to william and you know his his parents finally getting over here to be able to see those two guys in the all-star game his his background it, it speaks volumes about you know the guy that he's become but going forward um cubs fans enjoy willie for the last 40 plus games he's here because he will not be back in the Cubs uniform next year. Speaking of another player that won't be back with the Cubs next year is Jason Hayward. It was announced earlier this week that uh, he will be parting ways with the Cubs. Uh, why did it take so long uh, for the Cubs to come to the realization that uh, Jason Hayward won't, won't be part of this rebuild? Uh, man, I mean, we all saw it. We, the writing was on the wall. We all saw it coming a mile away when they signed Seiya Suzuki in the offseason. Then, uh, you know, with all of these young guys, we thought we may be able to see Brendan Davis uh, make his major league debut. But, you know, he had the setback with the back injury. So uh, the writing was on the wall, man. Jay Hay, uh, I got a, I got a thing where there's just no there's no Jay Hay slander on my timeline. And if I see any and if anybody directs it at me, I'm giving them the blues, man. Jay Hay uh, has <laughs> meant more to this franchise than you know, then people realize. And I mean, obviously production on the field is what it's all about, but uh, there's no 2016 World Series championship without Jay Hay. Uh, he's won two of his five gold gloves in right field out there. He's been a, if you ask any guy in that clubhouse, former or there now, if you ask them what Jay Hay has meant to them in their career, they're going to tell you that he's an outstanding person. And, uh, you know, he he's meant a, a tremendous uh, uh, you know, he's been a tremendous help on and off the field for those guys, showing them how to go about their everyday uh, pre preparation, uh, how to, you know, talk to the media, how to live life outside of the field. So uh, when you talk about Jay Hay, you talk about a great guy uh, character wise. And uh, I think the timing of it, uh, uh, I, I got my issues with Jay Hoyer already. And, and, you know, that wasn't the time. I feel like they could have waited until the end of the season. They could have just, I mean, we all knew it. Personally, I have a personal relationship with Jay Hay. So he's been having these knee issues since the beginning of the year. And, uh, you know, he's not the 25, 26-year-old guy anymore. This is 13th year in the league. And uh, recovery ain't the same as it used to be. So uh, it was only right for him to, you know, take some time off. And now to say I was back. And Ian Happ is, you know, he's an all-star now. And now we see the rise of Christopher Morrell and all of these guys, uh, uh, you know, Rafael Ortega still trying to 
you know, show that he's uh, an everyday major league ball player. Uh, who else have they, have, have they had out there? In the field? Uh, Nelson Velasquez. Yeah. He's going to get his feet wet. So it's really no room for Jay Hay. So um, the writing was on the wall, but nonetheless, uh, a great guy. And I'm pretty sure he thinks he has more left in the tank. So uh, he does have another year on the books. And I'm pretty sure wherever he ends up next year, somebody will be getting a great guy. And uh, I'm interested to see just how much Jay Hay has left in the tank, to be honest with you. What do you think is Jed Hoyer's plan here? You mentioned a lot of the young guys they have. You know, Keaton Thompson had a really, you know, good outing earlier this week, and you know, because some of the other guys as well. What What do you think? You know, what's sort of like the plan of you know how much is going to be a rebuild? Is going to be two years, three years, and such? You know, what What do you think? Um, that that's that's my biggest issue with Jed right now is just being uh being transparent with the fan base, and I I caught him uh off the record at. Uh, guaranteed rate when they had the cr the last crosstown series, and I just I was telling them like, hey man, look, I'm I don't really care that much, you know. I'm a, I'm I, you know I do my job, we report. I'm a writer, I do my job, but I'm also a fan of the team, and I know more of what's going on in the inside, so it's not really affecting me. But you have to tell your fan base the truth, like you can't fool these fans now. The thing about Theo and what I and this is another thing I have with Jed. It's like, fam, you didn't learn anything from Theo Epstein the time y'all were together. It's like the first thing <laughs> you how to do is talk. And you know, when Theo came out, he said, Hey, look, man, it's gonna take us five years. You saw what I did with the Boston Red Sox. I got the same approach here. It's gonna take us five years. It happened in four. All Jed Hoyer had to do, he hates us to he hates for the media. To use the word rebuild but yeah what else is it man just come out and tell your fan base we're going through a rebuild we're building our farm system we have a really good farm system we're trying to uh get homegrown pitching talent so as you see justin field uh excuse me justin fields justin Steele and keegan thompson they look like part of the new next great cubs in baseball you guys know you're not going anywhere without great starting pitching without a mm -hmm. great pitch so that's where they're starting. Now, I will give Jed credit for this. He has drafted well, and the farm system does look good coming up. So, you know, when you when you see Christopher Morrell and you think about Brendan Davis coming up, you see Nelson Velasquez, you think about Miguel Amaya and all of these other guys, Caleb Killian, and all of these guys waiting in the wing, uh, ready to make their splash. And then you add a couple pieces in the offseason, because I wrote a piece a couple weeks ago, and sometimes you see this team. Now, this team is 14, 15 games below first place in the NL Central. But they compete. 90% of the time, this team is competing. They play well against better teams. And you see sometimes they look like they're just a piece or two away. So when you think about signing, I mean, it's going to be a huge shortstop uh, offseason with Carlos Correa and uh, uh, Dansby Swanson and Trey Turner and those type of guys that will be available. Nico Horner has proved that he can be an everyday shortstop moving forward. But those guys are still out there. When you think about just signing a big bat in the offseason that maybe you move Patrick Wisdom to, th to first base, you take him off a third, you find you a big bat at the hot corner, you find a couple more pitches in this offseason. And I feel like that's a team with, you know, that, that, that could be competing in the next year and a half. So uh, I don't know, man, if, if, if I was, if, I didn't. I wrote another piece, and I said, I, "Let's take a walk in Jed Hoyer's shoes." 
And I would think that this team would be able to be really competitive in 2024, but that's if everything falls in line the way it's supposed to be. So I'm going to get off Jazz back, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt right now. But like I said, sometimes this team looks like they're just a piece or two away from uh, competing in probably – I don't know what's, what division is worse to y'all, the AL or the NL Central? It's a coin flip at this point. Yeah, it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. <laughs> it's a toss-up. <laughs> Eugene, our guy Eugene McIntosh from It's the Bigs Media is joining us right here on Second City Sports. We're live in the Living Color right here on Sports on Chicago, the Friday edition. Sailor King here with you talking Chicago baseball. Let's stick with the Cubs, Eugene. I saw a clip on your um, on your website and on, on the Twitter. Uh, you, you caught up with Carl Edwards Jr. Of course, he was one of the first guys you connected with during that 2016 run. He's bounced around to a few teams for the last few years so what was that moment like catching up with him at the clubhouse uh when washington was here playing the cubs at the friendly confines earlier this week man it was great said to be honest with you cj is uh you know one of my favorite guys man he welcomed us with open arms in the clubhouse he knew that we basically needed each other you know how it is in there man sometimes those guys don't feel like they can trust the media and they feel like they need to be able to trust guys who they immediately relate to. And obviously, you know, we're black, so we relate. And yeah. then, you know, he, 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 we caught on and we formed a really good relationship, man. We like brothers. So uh, a lot of people don't know, uh, you know, what happened to him when he got traded from the Cubs. So we did a full interview. I really just, that piece that you saw, I went to the Ritz-Carlton and the, the, the Nationals were staying at the Ritz-Carlton downtown. So after the first, uh, night game i met up with cj at the ritz and we just hung out for a minute just caught up on old times and that was that but uh we got a full interview it's about 12 minutes and he went in you know he went into depth about you know what happened to him and you know he had thoughts about maybe his career might be over and he had to change some things up and you know he finally caught on got a you know got with his couple of his old guys davey martinez who's now the manager of the nationals who was an assistant with the Cubs back during that run. Um, Henry Blanco, who was also mm -hmm. a coach with the Cubs, he's over there. So, you know, just having those guys who really know him and know what he's about, and it's like a comfort level thing. So, man, it was great to see CJ. And he's a better, he's a, you know, he's grown now. He's not the 23-year-old yeah. kid that he was coming up like a deer in headlights when they threw him in in the 10th inning of game seven of the biggest game in Cubs history and he got two of the first three out so he's grown uh he's had a son uh so now he's got two kids he's got married and I think he just has a brand new outlook on uh being a, a black baseball player and you know being a pro athlete and how to sustain because you know he's looked good he's uh you know he's made 35 36 appearances he's really like the closer over there in Washington I know they're the worst team in baseball but you still have to go out there and prove every night that you belong. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's a multi-year deal on the, on the table for him out there somewhere, as long as he continues to f perform at a high level and, and, and more than anything, stay healthy. Yeah, he definitely looks like he's found a home uh, out there in D.C. So great to see that he's making a lot of success there. Now, going to the whole thing, you know, I know it's a whole different uh, conversation, but you know, blacks in baseball, that's been like a big issue, like the last 20 or 25 years. I know Curtis yeah. Granderson has been doing some things to try to get that going up. I know Tory Hunter's also been working on some stuff as well. 
Well, what do you think? Because it seems like the, the number have, the numbers have gone down over the years. And I think there are a lot of factors, too. So what do you think are kind of the factors for the decline? You know, it has started edged up a little bit thanks to the College World Series. We've seen a lot of, you know, great black players on the college side sort of now, now going into the minors and going into the majors. So what do you think is like the big issues here to try to get more African-Americans to play baseball? Well, I think from a, from a, from a youth perspective, uh, we've been priced out. It's it's expensive to play baseball. Like I was just thinking about something. The 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 little league team that I played on growing up, Southside Little League, we used to always lose to Jackie Robinson West to you know to go down state and mm-hmm. play. They don't. It no longer exists. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is when you think of when you're a kid, you don't know. You're just playing and having fun, and your parents take you to practice. And but what you don't realize is that those people are volunteering their time, man. Like. No one's getting paid for that. Those those coaches that coach literally, they put their money up. They put their time up. They're not getting paid. So when you think about now with everything is like travel ball and just think about going to a to the park. It's going to be a basketball laying around the park. If, if, if one of the guys don't have a ball, you can go find a basketball laying by the tennis court or lay, you know, somewhere. Mm-hmm. You can pick that up and just you and the guys can go and hoop. A random football, you know, that baseball is not like that. You need balls, you need bats, you need gloves. That stuff is very expensive now. So Mm -hmm. just from the grassroots level of youth baseball, we've been priced out. I think that's the biggest reason. And as far as like when you get to high school, I've heard from a lot of kids that baseball just ain't cool, you know. And I think that's Major League Baseball's. One of my issues with them not promoting, when you think about Tim Anderson, I felt like Mookie Betts, when Mookie Betts was in mm-hmm. Boston, that, that was just, they dropped the ball so big on not promoting Mookie Betts. Like, I feel like they do themselves a disservice and, you know, they don't make the game cool and they don't make it where kids want to play. So uh, I think there are a lot of factors, man. And I think when you look at the Major League Draft this year and you see four of the top, uh, first five kids five, draft yeah. were black. That's great, but they were all three of the four were also kids of former pros. Yeah, so they have every opportunity to play that game at the highest level. They they don't they don't have issues getting equipment. They don't have issues uh, with facilities. They don't have any of those issues that the average black kid will have to uh, overcome to to play the game. So, man, there are a lot of things. Uh, that need to be put in place. But I think when you look at guys like Curtis Granderson and you look at the guys from uh, what, what's, what's the uh, – damn, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't think of the name. But Curtis and uh, Jay Hay and all of those guys, they were doing a tour. I can't think – that's both. I'm, I'm, I'm really upset that I can't <laughs> think of the name of the company that these guys established a couple years ago. But they go around the hoods of America in these inner cities and they pass out free bats and they pass out free gloves and all of this stuff just to try to get more and more black kids into the game. So uh, I think it's more things like that that need, and just the black players in general, they need to speak up more. They need to uh, come out more. They need to be seen more. You know how it is. If you don't see it, if kids don't see it, then, you know, they feel like it's not possible. So uh, we got work to do, man. We got work to do, but it's good to, you know, see the, see the, the uh the kids getting drafted and uh you know hopefully that can inspire you know the next generation of black kids because we need it because you know we 
when we do something man when we when we get our hands on something and we master it's just like this tim anderson tim anderson has been an all-star for what this is his third year or his second year second second as an all-star second time as all-star he still doesn't know how to play baseball man this guy is learning how to play this game on the fly he wasn't taught he didn't learn technique he didn't learn any of that stuff until he got to the pro level he wasn't he didn't have anybody coming back to Alabama to teach him the fundamentals. Like nowadays, we have guys like uh, Lou Collier, whose son Cam Collier got drafted by the Cincinnati Red. He comes back to Chicago and he teaches these young kids the fundamentals, like Ed Howard. That's why Ed Howard looked like a pro at 13 years old because he had guys like Lou Collier and other pros coming back, giving them the techniques and the things that these scouts look for when they're looking to draft these players. So uh, big kudos to those guys, but I'm looking forward to seeing just how much uh, better these guys can do. And look at the yeah, HBCUs too. I mean, they have to recruit non-black players just to fill out their, their roster. So that's, and that's yeah. another thing. So I was one of them. I played at Southern University in uh, Baton Rouge. So I, I understand the plight of the HBCU now. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have the best facilities. We didn't have the best fields. But when we go, when we got out there and played, we got the respect. We went around and we we played LSU. I mean, LSU was the number one team in the nation, and they won the College World Series that year. But we competed. They didn't blow us out of the water. So when you you talk about that, it's like something needs to be put in place. Like there are no full scholarships for 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 HBCU baseball players for HBCU schools in general. So. Man, when you look at Deion Sanders and you look at some of these guys giving money, when you think about Puff, I don't know if it was true or not, but donating a million dollars to you know HBCU, it's, it's things like that that can help um, HBCUs kind of catch up and get on the same, almost same level playing field with these major programs, so we can have the same opportunities. Man, we 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 do the most with the less, you know. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the White Sox, Eugene, this was that was going to be my next question. Malikina, we talked about this during the offseason. Harold Reynolds, the studio TV analyst for MLB mm -hmm. Network, he brought up the idea that should be like what we talked about the Field of Dreams game, or you had the Little League Classic that was going on for a couple of years before 2020. And mm -hmm. Harold Reynolds was talking about there should be a, a, a HB. A, a, uh, HBCU classic type game. Yeah. And I, I brought up the idea this should be like a Jackie Robinson type game uh, like we saw with the Field of Dreams last night. Uh, Harold Reynolds brought that up uh, during the offseason. What are your thoughts about that? 100%. Why Why isn't there one? There should have been one in place. Yeah. Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Jackie Robinson. When did Jackie Robinson bust on the scene? In 52? <laughs> 1947 he debuted. 47. Well, 47. No. Come on, man. How long? That was seven, almost 70 years ago, man. Yep. 75 years ago. Yep. yep. Come on, brother. So we're, we're far behind on that. But, you know, it's never too late. It's never too late. And I'm glad Harold Reynolds spoke up. And there's, there's a lot of money out there. Like, there's, there's mm -hmm. no reason, you know, with sponsors or however they want to get it done, the opportunity is there. And I feel like uh, it's, it's, it's now or never, man. Um, you know, it's obvious what these kids need. It's obvious what we need to to take this game and to take our kids to the next level. So, um, again, when you when you, you see these guys making hundreds of millions of dollars, and uh, you know, I'm never counting nobody's pockets. I'm not telling nobody what to do with their hard-earned money. But it's about the youth. It's about the next generation. You didn't make it to that. You didn't make it to the to, to that level of of success 
without any help. So how do you think these next batch brand of kids and the next uh, generation of uh, great scholar athletes are going to do it? So, man, I got my eyes open, man. I got my third eye open. I'm watching, man. I'm, I'm watching. But shout out to Harold Reynolds for, for putting that in the atmosphere. All right. Go ahead, Lagina. Oh, sorry, last moment or two with Eugene McIntosh from the Bigs here on Second City Sports on Sports of Chicago. Here we go. Now we got to talk about these white socks. Huh? Uh, well, you know, well, 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 we'll keep it. Okay, well, right? I mean, well, 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 let's keep Well, I'll keep it short and sweet and straight to the point. Do you think they can win the AL Central? That's my question to you about the white no. socks. No, okay. it's, over with, it's over with for the white socks. And this all started back after they lost the ALDS to. Was it the ALDS to the Houston yes. Astros? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, when me and Terrence, when we flew down to Houston and we watched those first two games and the Sox did not make the proper adjustment, they did not make the proper acquisitions, they do not have the right guy uh, in place to lead the troops and injuries, man. And then, you know, I forgot all about Garrett Crochet. Like when you think about these right. guys, Matt yeah. and Lucas Giolito, all of these guys just not living up to – what the expectation was i think mm -hmm. all of that stuff has caught up to these guys right now and the fact that they're letting the minnesota twins and the cleveland indian or cleveland guardians battle it out for a first place in the al central is beyond me i'm so disappointed in those guys uh i'm i'm i'm, I'm more disappointed in the guys than i am tony la because at the end of the day tony la Russa, he makes the decisions he breaks the lineup card he makes the DH. He makes the the substitution, the pinch hitters. Uh, Ethan Katz, you know, they they do the bullpen and all of those things. But at the end of the day, the guys go out on the field and play the game. And I'm extremely disappointed with the effort. Uh, they just they haven't looked locked in at all. When you look in the at, in the dugout during the games, they look half dead. Uh, we saw Tony in there half sleep the other day. So. Uh, this is <laughs> Coming to a head, man, and I do not think you know this. It's baseball, so there are 162 games in 184 days. You play the first third of the season, kind of coasting through, especially teams who know what who they know what it takes to make a run and uh become good playoff teams. Mm -hmm. For the White Sox, they can't just turn it up in this last 40 plus games. Like baseball, when it comes to the playoffs, all you got to do is catch that hot streak. You catch a two-week hot streak. Headed in the right direction come playoff time. Long as you get into the tournament, who knows? But right now, I think this team is dead, uh, especially with TA being out for the next four to five weeks. Uh, they lost their leader in Miami. And I mean, we know TA's has some other things going on in his life as well. Uh, that's not my business, but you can see that TA is just not all the way there on the field. He struggled offensively. I mean, I'm sure he's still hitting 300. You know, he's going to get his fits per game, but he's just looked like a shell of himself. And uh, I think that's kind of uh, it's been a trickle down effect throughout that that clubhouse. Uh, you see Aloy finally coming back. Uh, um, Luis Robert missing time. Uh, Jose Abreu started off slow. Yo, I'm on I don't know if he's still shooting music videos or what his issue is. <laughs> In fact, Josh Harrison has to be the everyday second baseman. And I'm, I like Josh Harrison. I, I like his character. Uh, he's shown that he's a uh, uh, you know an everyday ball player. His 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 track record shows that. But you know they just did not make the proper uh, acquisitions acquisitions 
from last year and it's it's all coming to a head and i definitely think that they're going to be on the outside looking in so Sox fans it's mm -hmm. time to jump off the cliff man i've been telling y'all to hold on it ain't time to jump off the cliff yet but i think heading into september yeah man go ahead uh hop out the third floor window guys because it's over <laughs> Great, Lakina. I guess I'll be wasting my money at Sox Park this weekend, even though I'm a season ticket holder. But thank you, Eugene. But one thing about Josh Harrison, uh, you, I will say this about Josh Harrison. You at least you get to hear Frankie Beverly and Mazes before I let oh, go. Before you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that if nothing else. Exactly, exactly. Last question for me, Eugene. Uh, assuming that the Sox don't make the playoffs, or even they back in, which I think is what's going to happen if they do make the playoffs, they'll barely back in. Who stays and who goes? Rick Hahn? Uh, TLR, Tony LaRusso, or do both of them uh, get shown the door uh, uh, during the offseason? Who says who goes? I think everybody is on the on the, uh, on the the man, man. Everybody needs to go. They need to do a complete haul. Everybody, any any and everybody, whatever makes sense, nobody's safe, man. This is this team has failed miserably. Last year, I feel like uh, we knew they weren't going to beat the Houston Astros, but we expected them to come back and make the proper adjustment and to become a team, a formidable uh, playoff team that could possibly beat anybody they face. But this has been a total disaster. And I just think Tony LaRusso, I know he's got another year on that deal, out. Rick Hahn, that's up to Jerry Reinsdorf, man. Kenny, I don't know what's going on in that front office, but there definitely needs to be some major decisions made and nobody's safe, T.A. included, man. Abreu, Aloy, Luis Robert, Yoan. Everybody, man, everybody needs to be reevaluated, and uh, there, there definitely needs to be a clean sweep around that clubhouse, man. Very direct, as we, as he always is. That was Eugene McIntosh from the Bigs. Once again, Eugene, yo, thank you so much again for joining us. This is always a lot of fun when you and, and Terrence, of course, you got to get Herb Howard on too as well. You know, yeah. when you guys are on, you know, we support everything you guys are doing, mm -hmm. you know, all your articles and videos and such. So where people can find all that great stuff. Again, you can find me personally on Twitter at Stay Humble, S-T-A-Y-H-U-M-B-L-E. You can find The Bigs at It's The Bigs, I-T-S-T-H-E-B-I-G-S. Uh, that's Twitter and Instagram, or just Google The Bigs, or just hit the website, www.thebigs.us. Uh, like you guys said, I'm on the Cubs beat. Uh, sometimes I step over to uh, Guarantee Rate to help Terrence out with the White Sox. Herb is holding it down for the Bears. Uh, you know, they start the preseason tomorrow against the Chiefs, so uh, be on the lookout for great coverage from Herb. And uh, also, you know, we do the Bulls. We got high school coverage. And we just – we're in the community, man. We we It's all about the community, and it's all about uplifting and, uh, you know, taking this thing forward for people that look like us, man, and, and, and you know, the next uh, batch of aspiring uh, sports media journalists – uh, we got to kind of show them the way and uh, lend them a helping hand. So, man, shout out to you guys, man. Second City Sports, uh, the podcast is dope. I'm always in tune. Uh, Sports Zone Chicago is always holding it down. And we like family members, man. So anytime y'all reach out, if I'm available, uh, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm a DM away. And, again, uh, shout out to you, Lakina, my boy Sid holding it down, like I said, doing – uh, some great wrap-up work for us on the Bigs website on a nightly basis for the Cubs and Sox. Said it is not going unnoticed, and uh, we look forward to keep building with y'all, man. So this is just the beginning, man. We are—I think this is our 
eighth, seventh, or eighth year on these beats, but it feels like we're just getting started. So we, we you know, like TA, we're still learning on the fly and we got so much to offer the people. So let's keep growing, man. Let's keep growing and let's keep showing each other love. Yeah, well, their high school coverage is really good. So you guys make sure you guys check it out yes. with the call with the high school football season starting in a in a few weeks. So you know that their their coverage is really great. So you guys make sure you guys check that out. Yes. Thank you, Eugene, for everything, man. Great job as always. You and Terrence and Herb and everybody else over there. Uh, much continued success. And let's do this again soon, okay? Anytime, brother. Peace out, man. Much love to y'all. All, right. All right. Much love to you Stay too. Safe. Yeah. All right. That was Eugene McIntosh from the bigs and his cute little guy. And he was actually very, he was very calm and very cool now. Yes, so, yes. Yeah, that's, it. <laughs> that, that, that's a that's a that's a good thing. We always love that. But we're gonna take a really quick break. You know, we're way past you know, our, our break. But you know what? You know, we're gonna I got a lot to do still with the sports media uh coverage. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, the Big Ten and ESPN, you know, are breaking up while the Bears will be finding a new radio home. And so much more sports media news and other stuff too coming up next to the second season sports on Sports on Chicago. Cindy Brown, Lakina McGee. We'll be wrapping things up right after this. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Light day around baseball today. Cleveland at Detroit. The White Sox visit Kansas City. The Cardinals are at Denver. The Astros host the Rangers. The Red Sox at home against the Orioles. The Cubs take on the Reds in the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. The NFL preseason kicks into high gear this week. Tonight, the Giants visit the Patriots while the Titans head to Baltimore. Tomorrow, the Falcons visit the Lions. The Browns are at Jacksonville. The Jets visit the Eagles. The Cardinals at Cincinnati. The Packers are on the road at San Francisco on Saturday. Carolina at Washington. Kansas City at Chicago. The Bills host the Colts. The Bills, the current favorite to win the Super Bowl. The Seahawks visit the Steelers. It'll be the Dolphins at Tampa. The Texans hosting the Saints. The defending Super Bowl champion Rams battle the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Denver at home against the Cowboys while the Raiders host the Vikings. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. With our newest unlimited plan, everyone's welcome. Introducing Welcome Unlimited from Verizon for just $30 a line per month for four lines with auto pay plus taxes and fees. Our best priced unlimited plan ever. Did he say $30? Yep, $30 a line for the whole family. The network you want, the price you love. Switch to Verizon today. Paper-free billing required. Unlimited 5G nationwide 4G LTE. In times of congestion, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. All smartphone lines on the account must be on Welcome Unlimited and are eligible only for select promotions. Includes domestic talk, text, and data usage only. Data roaming at 2G speeds. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? <laughs> okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 All right, welcome back to Second C Sports on Sports Channel Chicago. Lakina McGee, Cindy Brown with you today. You can follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Keena's McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Cindy Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You have any questions or comments left in our less than 15 minutes? So, this is Strive Against, we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can hit us up at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page. 
or sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. Lakina, I know you has a couple other nuggets before we close out, but I really wanted to get into this uh, Big Ten deal with CBS, NBC, and Fox. I think it kicks in in a couple years when UCL, not UCLA, yeah, when USC and UCLA, yeah, UCLA, will, yeah, yeah, right. Join, yeah, will, will join the Big Ten. Of course, it looks like NBC is going to get the prime, big primetime coverage. CBS mm -hmm. will get the 2.30 game. Fox will still keep his big, big news Saturday kickoff. Mm -hmm. And ESPN, as we expected, they, uh, they're dropping out of airing Big Ten games. They're going for the big juggler in the SEC. Yeah, they're putting all their eggs in the SEC basket. This is a 40-year uh, relationship between the Big Ten and ESPN. And if you remember a lot of the moments from you know, the Big Ten, you know, for their football and also their men's and women's hoops uh, coverage. So they decided to put it all out there. And it, it's sort of interesting, you know, how all this, you know, with the, the conference realignments and you know, the musical chairs and stuff has changed over the years. It's, it's very, it's, it's mm -hmm. very interesting. And also too, it's going to be interesting about the streaming rights. Will a lot of it be on Peacock? Will it be on Paramount plus? I know with the CBS going to be losing to SEC at the end after this coming season. And, they're going to need some. So they got the big fish in the Big Ten. So that's actually pretty cool there in that front. But uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how these games are produced, how they're going to be streamed and such. So, you know, it, it's, it's yeah. So this is according to some of the, you know, John Oran uh, from Sports Business Journal. He broke the news initially, you know, mm -hmm. the, although it will probably be official about maybe next week. So we'll keep you guys updated on that. But it looks like that's what's that's all accounts. So that's what's happening. So. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're CBS, you're feeling pretty good because you got, you know, a nice little uh, rapport there. You got you got the Big Ten. Also, too, you got, you know, football, basketball, and such. It's going to be interesting to see how those things are spread out among all the networks and such, streaming, like I said. So, yeah, this is going to be very interesting. And and also, and also too, I, I wonder this, and, and this is me uh, dreaming and looking down the road, but does this entice Notre Dame to join the Big Ten? Because we know right now they're getting paid. Uh, NBC pays them to air their home games on NBC. And mm -hmm. something's, a couple of their games have been on Peacock for the last year year or so. So does, does this entice – this, will this be the anticipation of Notre Dame eventually joining the Big Ten, football-wise anyway? Well, I mean, it's going to depend on how NBC is, you know, separated with the with the how they do the Big Ten coverage. I mean, if there's still mm -hmm. money from Notre Dame to be had, sure. If not, I mean, like at this point, you're still you're still sitting pretty if you're still, you know, doing the conference. It's doing an independent thing, I should say. So if you're Notre Dame, of course, you kind of keep your eye on this, see if if there mm -hmm. is a point to them joining the Big Ten. But right now, I'm sure they'll probably be like, yeah, you know, what, we're, we're fine being on our own again. Yep. So we'll see what happens with that. Staying with uh, with the with football, Lakina. We, we didn't get to this in the beginning of the show, but in, uh, the Amazon, which which they'll be the exclusive home for NFL's Thursday night mm -hmm. football coverage starting in September, and, and this story was kicked around during the all season. We talked about it when it first broke. They were thinking about doing a Black Friday game the day after Thanksgiving because you know Thanksgiving they had the traditional triple header, the first game on CBS, then on Fox, and then. NBC wraps up with the nightcap. But it looks like now that Amazon will be joining the Thanksgiving NFL party, they'll be airing a Black Friday game. It looks like it may be in the afternoon due to the antitrust yeah, laws. It, sh it should air in the afternoon, but it's going to start next season in 2023. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because you're going to be competing against a lot of college football games during that time period too. So it's going to depend on who plays and such. So are they going to put some of their top uh some of their top teams on there? Will they uh, put some of that other stuff on there? So yeah, that's good. That's going to be kind of interesting to see how this goes. I mean, where, what game are we going to put? Are you going to put a game? Where like nobody's gonna want to bother watching. You're gonna put a marquee game on there. You don't want to. It's gonna be on Amazon, mm-hmm. so you're not gonna get a lot of people tuning in unless you, uh, they people find other ways to stream it. So, yeah. So it, like you say, it's gonna be interesting to see which teams are gonna get the get the treatment for that game. We all know that's Black Friday is the biggest shopping day of the year uh, as far as going into the holidays and it weekends. The Sundays that Sunday slate schedule as well because it's a CBS and Fox. Pay, they, they pay a whole lot of money to air those games during the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So the NFL has to be careful here. I know Amazon's yeah. put up a lot of money to air those Thursday night games starting this year, but the NFL has to be careful uh, here and not lighten up that already light Sunday schedule due to Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So you kind of you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you. So I think if you're the NFL, you probably put like maybe put like some like you know no you know no nothing game you know on that slot so that you know people won't say oh okay if you miss a big play okay whatever it comes underwater fine but you're not gonna put a marquee mm-hmm. game on Amazon in the middle of a Friday afternoon a Black Friday shopping day. So mm-hmm. you know especially with a lot of the other college football matches that are gonna be up on that Friday they may have a lot of implications too. So if you're the NFL, you want to tread very lightly with this. Yeah, you know, and then, like I said, the NFL has to be careful here. And so and we all know that's the number one TV show in this country, the United States. And so uh, I know it appears that they could do no wrong. We know that's not absolutely true, but they know they're going to get viewership of this because it's the NFL and people are going to watch uh, not just for the teams that is playing, but for gambling purposes as well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So the, the fantasy too. So people are going to be playing their fantasy championships too, or you know, going all the way to the playoffs, depending on how you the fantasy uh, football setup. So, yeah. so it's going to be very interesting to see how this goes with the NFL and Amazon and the Black Friday game starting next season. Yep. Uh, Lakina, I just read the headlines on here, but uh, Rick Buecher of FS1, he's the, uh, the NBA basketball analyst over there, and he does work for the Bleach Report. He got booted out of a chat room or something to that effect. Do you have any more uh, info on this? I haven't heard nothing about that. Okay. Uh, There's a big controversy going on on around that. We'll dig in more into it. Maybe we'll have something for you guys next week. Um, uh, Here's it. Well, like I said, we won't talk about stuff that we don't know, so we'll we'll leave it at that. Oh, did you see from the world of the NBA? Um, the Bill Russell's number six will be retired throughout mm-hmm. the entire league. I know LeBron James currently wears number six for the Los As Angeles Lakers. I know there's too. a yeah, Caruso wears number six for the Chicago Bulls, and so I think they're they're exempt. Whoever has the number six jersey wearing it right now, they're exempt, just like Mario Rivera. He had number 42 when 42 was retired, uh, uh many years ago by MLB. Uh, do you think this was a, a great move by the NBA? I, I thought it was. Yeah, I think it was. I think it's sort of like I think there's a no-brainer. You know, we're retiring that number. It's unfortunate that we can't. We they couldn't do it while he was still here. But and it's a good thing that they're letting LeBron and Caruso and all the other. I think there are a few other uh, guys who were number six, so they're gonna they're exempt from it. So I think that's still, but still a pretty cool mm-hmm. moment and such. I'm sure that I know the I know Boss is gonna be doing a lot of stuff this season, you know, as well. Kind of nice, nice little tribute to him during the for the first home game of the regular season. Mm-hmm. You know, try to get some of the living guys that are you know that he played for or played for him. So I think that'll be very interesting. It's going to be a nice moment there. 
Yep, it's going to be a nice moment. As we talked about uh, last week on the show, Bill Russell was the pioneer for black athletes uh, during that time, and he mentored uh, future NBA stars like Kevin Durant, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, the list goes on and on. And he did a lot, not just on the court, but off the court as well, which was the biggest impact. So this was a great move for the, for the National Basketball Association to do. So this was a no-brainer right here. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how I'm sure that this could be a league wide thing. They're gonna, probably going to do it all at the same time. So we'll see yeah. what they do there. Now, going back to the sports media news for a second, uh, the Chicago Bears looks like they're going to have a new uh, radio home after this season. Uh, WBBM pulled out of uh, bidding for the Bears uh, game, radio uh, broadcast games. Apparently, Odyssey is the parent company that owns intercom that owns wbm mm-hmm. 7 news radio 780 and of course the score apparently they're losing money so they're they're pulled out of uh of the the bidding for that so it's going to be between espn 1000 <laughs> and and wc h i f m that's a uh for you one that's it's been a rock stage for the last couple of years i know it was, it, i know it's a it was a country stage for uh, for many years but it mm-hmm. changed formats a couple of years ago to a rock station so home of the angie taylor Morgan show formerly a kiss yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's been sort of like that's kind of like the main, uh, so like the main show that's sort of like that's kind of like the anchor show on that slot. Mm-hmm. I know she's a big sports fan too, so I think that'd be a nice little cool of her station uh, gets it. But it'll be interesting to see who ends up a win now that uh, WBBM is out. They've been doing it since two thousand, so it's going to be very weird uh, hearing those games uh, next season. But I can see why they the audacity uh, pulled out because of the fact that they're losing money. And plus, the Bears have been inconsistent too, so that hasn't helped either. So. Yeah, that's going to hurt the score a little bit, but I, they're still going to get guests on to talk about the Bears, so that won't be a problem. Mm-hmm. They just can't lean on the extra coverage like they have been doing over the last mm-hmm. 20 years or so because BBM is the sister station to the score uh, in, yep. in terms of the flagship, but no longer after this year. But I'm going to tell you why ESPN 1000 needs it the most because what the way the White Sox have been playing this year, and yes, uh, broadcasting rights to sports radio stations does huge business for a sports mm-hmm. radio station, but for the fall, Lakina, call me crazy. How, how many times you uh, are tired of hearing national stuff, especially on that station during the football mm-hmm. season? Uh, ESPN 1000 needs it, they need it desperately. Yeah, no, they'll sure ball there, uh, and it, they'll, they'll, they'll be in conflict. Uh, assume they'll keep the White Sox. I don't right. know how long that contract runs with the White Sox, but uh, they'll be in conflict like with the White years. Sox with the September and. In October, if the White Sox make the playoffs, but outside of that, there won't be any in in conflict because they they don't have the Bulls, that they don't have the Hawks, right. and so uh, they'll uh, they'll be clear right there. So that right. uh, that station desperately needs it. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, the ratings have have been okay, but have not been great. Of course, the White Sox play hasn't helped, so that's probably why. And also, too, mm-hmm. like I said, it'll be a nice little coup for WCHI. Like you said, they got the Antitator uh, Morning Show. That's probably like, the one like thing that they have. So if they somehow get Bears games, you know, it's owned by iHeart. For those you're wondering what mm-hmm. we, who aren't familiar with WCHI uh, FM, uh, it's owned by iHeart. So they've got a little bit of cash to spend. I know they got some sports stations too. So. Will this sort of ha- have them lead to probably like doing some sports shows, maybe? You know, doing those like maybe some sports, uh, you know, sports talk shows and such. So I think that's probably going to entice people as well. And also, to the signal for ESPN 1000, that's the one that I've been hearing about from folks who live out in the burbs. They can't get ESPN 1000. So if the, they do end up getting the Bears <laughs> games, that's going to be a problem. They can't get past Rockford. So, it, yeah. yeah and will it be available on their uh, app? 
Yeah, that's exactly. another factor as well. Because that's another thing. Yeah, because if you have problems listening to it uh, terrestrially, if you don't have those games available on the app, you're gonna have a problem. Yeah, because at least iHeart has its own app too. So yes, you know that yes. that's gonna be kind of like the thing. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting though to see. Well, well, we may have an answer for this by you know before the end of the Bears season. So we'll keep you guys updated on that. Another thing that uh, this is from uh, Jeff Argus, you know, who of course you know does a. Uh, who does a sports media for the Chicago Sun Times? I think he's kind of like the new Robert Frieda because he broke the news about Jason Benetti Press going to Fox. He also yeah. broke the news yesterday about the Bears. You know they're going to have a new radio home after the season. Well, now it looks like uh, the, the the Blackhawks are pursuing Patrick Sharp to be their TV analyst. You know on uh, NBC Sports Chicago for their Blackhawks coverage, of course. Uh, although it's not if they do end up getting if giving the job to him, there's no word on whether or not it'll be part time or full time. Of course, uh, the Seattle Kraken made it official. Eddie Olchek is now the TV analyst there. Uh, of course, you know Troy Murray, who's the radio analyst for uh, W uh, the, the 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 Hawks uh, radio uh, station on a WGN WGN. Uh, he might fill the slot too. Whenever, so it's going to be very interesting to see how this goes. Yeah, as we said, no one person can fill Eddie Olchek's shoes, but it sounds like from what you just said that Patrick Sharp might be the uh, primary analyst, but uh, like like you said, it'll probably be a, another team effort again. Can you get former players to fill in when Sharp is not there? Uh, who's going to fill in if Troy Murray's part of that TV role? Who's going to fill in with John Weiderman on the radio mm -hmm. side? And so especially since uh, Eddie Olchek's son, Nick, left as left mm -hmm. as well. So uh, Hawks still have some work to do, but as long as you get a credible face, uh, uh, they'll be fine. I know it's going to make our girl Rachel Kopchak happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, yes, and me as well. But uh, that's a whole that's a whole different space for uh, just me, uh, me and Rachel. But, uh, <laughs> but also a special, uh, you know, so it'll be interesting. To see. We'll keep you guys updated on that. Also, special for all you uh, White Sox fans, Adam Amin, of course, who does the you know work for the Bulls on NBC Sports Chicago mm -hmm. as well. He'll be filling in for Jason Benetti, who'll be doing uh, the Peacock. Uh, game he'll be doing the tight the, the white Sox tigers game while benet is going to be doing the padres nationals game we talked about it earlier on peacock so for those of you you know who are wondering who's going to be filling in for jason while he's in uh dc it'll be uh, a familiar voice for all you nbc sports chicago fans mr adam amin yeah if you know the story real quick i think adam amin he was on a, another i forgot which podcast he he was on but him but benet was up for that same job in 2017 following mm -hmm. the retirement of hawk carrollson and he talked about he was disappointed at the time but him and Benetti are still great friends. Of course, he said uh, he thought that things were in line once he got the Bulls job. So he's basically doing what he really wants to do as far as uh, broadcast from his hometown in Chicago, doing the Bulls. And, of course, Benetti's doing the uh, bang-up job with the Sox. So he said things ended up the way they were supposed to be, even though at the time he was disappointed he wasn't named the full-time announcer for the White Sox. Yeah, and plus he'll be doing the Bears here tomorrow on Fox 32. Yeah, so yeah, so it actually ends up working game. out great. Yeah, but the preseason yeah. game, yeah. So you'll be, you'll be hearing him doing that tomorrow. Of course, he'll be doing uh, 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 the NFL for this season. So yeah, so it's a, so it's, it's all things end up working out for the batter. So you know, yeah, disappointments happen, but it always works out in the end. Now, anything else you want to uh, you know, anything else that caught your eye? I said before the uh, yes, real quick, yeah, real quick, the um. Uh, ESPN or uh, the college football ESPN, their TV crews have been announced. Mm -hmm. I'll just oh, read out yeah. a couple of crews, uh, crews real quick. Joe Tessitore, Greg Miguel Ward, and Katie George, Mark mm -hmm. Jones, RG3, and Quint Kessinich. Back to Dave, back, back to back for the second uh, year yeah. in a row. Quint Kessinich. 
Yeah, Dave Pash, who's also the Arizona Cardinals uh, radio announcer during the NFL Hello. season. Uh, Dusty Dvorak, one-time bear. And mm-hmm. Tom uh, Luganville. 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 Yeah, yeah Luganville. Mm-hmm. They'll be back. Bob Wischusen, who's the Jets radio voice during the regular season for the NFL. Him, Darren Oflowski, and Chris uh, Budden. And mm-hmm. Dave Fleming, Rod Gilmore, and Tiffany Blackman. Yeah, that's a yeah. They got a whole like you know a huge list of folks there. We're not gonna go through all of them because they're just so many. Yeah. Of course, through all the various networks that they have. Um, so yeah, this is actually gonna be a, a really cool. Of course, you know Chris Fowler and uh, Kurt being Holly Roll will be the number one mm-hmm. team once again. You know then uh, Sean McDonough, Todd Blackledge, and Molly McGrath. Uh, they'll be doing the Saturday primetime game on both ABC and ESPN. They're mm-hmm. gonna be sharing that. Uh, they're going to be sharing that 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 the duty as well. So yeah, so some of the other ones, you know, Thomas Shea will be. I know he was off last year due to some you know health issues. He's feeling mm-hmm. better, which is good. So he'll be back yeah. on the sidelines as well this year as a field analyst. Also, Aaron Murray, who's been doing uh work for CBS Sports Network the last couple of years, he's signed with ESP, ESPN and SEC. He's going to do a lot of SEC uh, stuff. So you know, games as well. Of course, also do some studio work too uh, as well. Of course, we talked about Brock Os- Osweiler. He'll be he'll be doing a uh, Cook, you know, game analyst work with Anish Shroff and uh, Taylor McGregor. You know, they're, they're a new team for this year. So, of course, a lot of the other teams are just, you know, mostly SEC. And, of course, you know, T- uh, Tiffany mm-hmm. Green and Jay Rocker will be doing HBCU uh, games for the most part. Uh, Chris Carter and Mark Hurst, Lisa so Tisa Harris will be doing uh, some of the top games for the ACC Network. AC Network. So yeah, so many, so many teams. You know, there was some, some there's been some reshuffling. So go to ESPN uh, PR, uh, their press room website, guys. If you missed it, let's mm-hmm. we're not gonna go through a whole list because they're like, like they're like thirty, like thirty right. <laughs> teams announcing teams. So you know, that's just some of the uh, some of the other highlights. <laughs> yep. So with that being said, Lakina, take us home. You follow me, Lakina McGee, on the Twitter and Lakina Scrum McGee on the IG. You can follow your Shirley Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. SIDKID80. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you find Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you catch our podcast at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you follow War Media at WARR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And make sure, before we get up out of here, make sure you catch Sports of Chicago now on Roku TV. That's right. You can catch Sports of Chicago now on Roku TV. Uh, we are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Where you can catch us live in or on demand. That's right. That's how you do it. If you're watching us on the YouTube stream right now or the Facebook stream, add channel search for Sports on Chicago on Roku TV. If you already have a Roku television, just tap on the sports section and add Sports on Chicago today. If you don't have a Roku TV, that's okay. You can take your iPhone, iPad, iTouch, cell phone, laptop, Chromebook, like I'm broadcasting from right now, and download that Roku TV app today and search for Sports Zone Chicago by going to the sports section. And voila, there we are. Sports Zone Chicago is available now on Roku TV. Whatever device you've got. So you can check out all the shows, our show, of course, Sean and Maya, the Smoke Fellas, What's Up Cause. Now we got some other shows that are going to be launching you know, by, mm-hmm. I think, the end of the month or the early this month, You know, just in time for the start of football season you got you know some great soccer action you got the saint jude championship which starts the fedex cup 
uh, you know, race. So that that's going to be a great one too. The first of three events there, of course, you got baseball. I know the WNBA, I think they're going to be starting their playoffs this, uh, this weekend, I think, or maybe like maybe on Sunday, I guess, but yeah, so, so much, you know, sports. We're going to the time of year, Sid. Of course, preseason football, of course, is starting. It's already mm-hmm. started. So, you know, it's football. So I know people are going to be excited, are excited about that. So, so much sports. So, you know, make sure you guys check it out. It's not going to be too warm, so you guys can be able to check out some of the games and such. So if you're not, you know, if you're not going to be vaccinated, wash your hands, wear your mask, and be good to each other. This is, this is Miss XA Sports on Sports Social Chicago, and we'll see you Monday. Till then, go Sox, wherever it's worth. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holla! <laughs> <laughs>